Welcome to MCSO Behind the Badge, an inside look at the Monroe County Sheriff's Office in Rochester, New York, under the leadership of Sheriff Todd Baxter. We're going to talk about what drives us, our leadership culture, our police work, and share some stories of the great deputies and civilian staff that work with us. We're going to talk with interesting guests, and we're going to invite you to engage in the conversation or just sit back, relax, and listen in. Now let's get in pursuit of today's show. Welcome back, my friends. Todd Baxter, Monroe County Sheriff here in Rochester, New York. Uh, today we're going to be talking on this uh, podcast, Behind the Badge, about the uh, preparatory programs for hiring people. We've been spending a lot of time, money, energy, talent uh, on recruitment. And uh, we have a police exam coming up. We'll share more about that. We're trying to get as many people in those seats to take those exams. But um, today we're going to spend a little time with some professionals that, that work on the preparatory part of this. Well, you know, How do you prepare for a civil service test? which is an odd test. It's not like any other test you've probably taken. And, and how do you prepare for the physical agility? So when people are sitting in these seats signing up for these exams, we can get our biggest bang for our buck out of that. So I have two great guests with us on, uh, on, on this discussion. One of our recruiters, Todd, how you doing? Doing well, Sheriff. Good you've been afternoon. on a program before, haven't you? I have, yes. Yeah, that's right. That's so you're, you're a senior, <laughs> senior podcast member. Why don't you just uh, remind the folks who you are and, and what you do for the Sheriff's Office. Uh, my name is Deputy Todd Kenny. Uh, I've been with the Sheriff's Office for 18 years. I come from the Jail Bureau, uh, one of the four bureaus, and uh, about three years ago I got assigned to the Recruitment Office. Uh, great opportunity. And we had your partner on, Amanda, last week, and we talked a lot about recruitment, or week before last, I think, right? And uh, so we talked a lot about, you know, getting people to take this exam, and, you know, and you and I were on DKX, and and all these good things, you know, getting people to sign up, sign up. And it's, it's not easy. You know, these are great jobs. It's not easy. And it's not like it was when, when, when I took the test. And Justin, I'm sure, when Sheriff, when you took the test. Right. We went out and, and, you know, we seek this. We sought this out. And now the roles are reversed. We have to, we have to actually get out there and, and go after people. Right. Which, uh, it can be a burdensome, but also it, it, I think it also shows a lot of we're getting more quality candidates. I think there's a reverse side of the story too, that maybe fewer people showing up, but people that are really, really interested in this day and age of law enforcement, because it's not an easy career to take a look at and say, I want to do that. Uh, but I think it's exciting too, that, uh, you know, we're going out and handpicking people like come to the door, come see us. And, and then they're getting engaged. And it's not something they dreamed about when they were 12 years old. It's something that you might've told them about or Justin's preparatory class that we're going to introduce in a second, you know, that gets them really engaged in it. And now they're bit, you know, they, they, right. they, they got a bite of the app and now they're in, uh, which might make, you know, less, but better quality at the other end. So it's going to be interesting to watch what, what occurs. But uh, the other uh, guests we keep on talking about, Todd and I mentioned a couple of times, Sergeant Justin Collins, Rochester Police Department. How you doing, Justin? How you doing, Sheriff? Good. This is your first time on the podcast, it is isn't my, it? It's my first time well, here. I'm well, excited to be here. Yeah, that's fan. You got a good radio voice, so it's not bad. So oh, like thank a, you very much. That's Appreciate awesome. The, everybody used to love my voice on the radio when I was on the road. As oh, well. really? I when really you click the mic it. and you, yeah, click, 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 click. Yeah, <laughs> sing a little Lou Rawls or something. Absolutely. The, absolutely. <laughs> but, uh, Todd was saying that you have a face for radio. I don't know what he's oh, talking about. There that's you a, go. He well, said that right so before. He said I don't have the. I told you I don't have two in a pod. I'm not the brains for the operation, and I have a face for radio. I'm over two here. That thing was covered. Yeah. Well, we know who the brains behind the operation. In the operation, we're talking about police exam career prep, right? Yep. Uh, not only in addition to your work as a Rochester police officer and a sergeant with the Rochester Police Department, but you found a calling to uh, to recruit and and uh, prepare people for the hiring process of, of police. So why don't you just talk a little about the evolution of of that uh, that organization? Yeah. So for me, it was always a dream to be a police officer. Todd uh, mentioned uh, we had 
you know, back when we took the test, there were thousands of people that mm -hmm. were signing up for these exams. And uh, it was a struggle for me to get hired. I took a bunch of tests. I didn't do well as a decent college student. Um, but it wasn't until I developed my own system to try to teach myself to pass these exams that I started scoring 100. Because as you mentioned, Sheriff, it's not your typical Yeah, uh, it's, a, it's an odd exam, exam, isn't it? And then the process. I got to the physical agility. I was in decent shape. I failed. What I did have in my, uh, you know, luckily to have in my background was a, was a stepfather who was a police officer. Mm. And he had a lot of friends that were passionate and they really kept me moving. Had I not had that network though, of people riding me and getting on me, I wouldn't be here today. I'm positive of it. Um, and that's really, you know, that's really the birth, the genesis of what we're doing now. But six years later, we've been, uh, we've been pretty successful finding some really, really great kids that maybe aren't your natural hires. Maybe they weren't in the military, so they don't have that discipline coming from that. Or, you know, maybe they weren't a star athlete in high school. Um, maybe they don't have that, that, that family member who understands the hiring process and the ups and downs of it. Uh, but they're still fantastic candidates. Um, they just need a little help. Right. And, and that from a professional recruiter like like Todd's job description here in the Monroe County Sheriff's Office, Todd, you can probably, you know, we can get a lot of people to the door. We've been very successful getting people to the door, even in this time and age of law enforcement and, and the difficulty. We're still getting people to fill those seats. Um, but just taking an exam doesn't equate to, to a job, right? It, Correct. It's, it's a key to a door, but the, a lot of people just don't know how to take the test, the, the preparation for a civil service test. Maybe you're going to just expound upon that. Why, why is this test, you know? It's different. It's different than you're going and take a test at a college course or, you know. It is. It's a, it's a comprehension test. Yep. And it's one of these cases where there's maybe not the wrong answer, but the best answer right. they're looking for. Right. And um, Justin came to when we do our free prep. We usually do a free prep or two mm -hmm. uh, before a written exam as well as a physical agility. And uh, Deputy Todd Zabadal, actually, the background coordinator, uh, runs it and he does a great job he doesn't just read off the powerpoint you know this is what you do after each question he does a great job of explaining why that answer is that answer right and i think that helps out i'm sure you do the same type of thing absolutely yeah and you get that repetition of and i tell people you know take any civil service exam even if you want if you want to be a firefighter take police take postal service take Everything. take because taking a civil service just the preparatory of of preparing that morning up right and getting a certain nutrition in your body and getting a good night's sleep before and, and hydration and what are you going to do you know to get there 10 15 minutes early and sitting in the seats uh, all that is the mechanical steps that's going to take a lot of pressure off you maybe giving them an extra five or six you know opportunities to study one of those questions you got to work a process through to find the best answer like you absolutely. said absolutely you know so so just to, to add to that i mean we've seen that too when we started um you know six years ago doing our free prep classes we would have the room filled with people um and then we would offer them help with the physical agility we would offer them help with the other steps most wouldn't take it and you know what would happen they would score really high but they wouldn't get the job um, the process, it, you know, that's that's how we talk about the evolution, Sheriff. Mm -hmm. That's really how it evolved. Because time and time again, people would, then they would call us after the fact and be like, I failed. Like, well, you can still work at it, but it's going to take a little time now. And they didn't want to invest that time. Right. So really everything quickly morphed into one mentoring program. And the folks that stuck through, because the ask that we're asking for isn't isn't that heavy. It's not a police academy. I mean, police academy is a major commitment, right. as it should be. But this is just enough, the threshold, the time that we ask, whether it's, I mentioned, the writing assignments or, um, you know, the volunteer work that we're doing in the community, the actual engagement from our instructors. I don't have, I'm not the top PT guy. I'm not the top DT guy. I'm not the top report writer guy, right. but we've established and we've, we've, we've put together a group of people that are the best at what mm -hmm. they do. And the number one thing they have, just like Todd, 
and we're going to get him out there with us soon, hopefully very soon to be with us, is they're passionate about helping people. Right. That's the difference, yeah. right? You can yeah. be awesome at it, but if you don't want to work with people and you don't, you don't have patience to realize, hey, you know, somebody might not be a natural right away. Like, had I not gone back at it and got that help and people been patient with me, I would never have been a police officer. Mm-hmm. I'm positive of that. So I was blessed to have those folks um, you know, close to me, um, and uh, I'll give him a shout out. His name is Chad Maloney. He was a, uh, a Buffalo police officer, still on the job, but he is the reason I passed the PT exam. And he told me, he said, it's mental. It's mental what's stopping you because you're in good shape. Right. Um, but it was, men- it was a mental roadblock. And I see that mental roadblock every day in our class because every time we bring new people, like we just had five new people this weekend, and you see folks struggling, and they got to be willing to put the time in and fight over that mental roadblock to get to where they got to get to. I'm glad we touched on that, Sheriff. Yep. I can just interject. Yeah, please. Um, as a recruiter and a PT instructor, the Sheriff actually taught my PT school. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he beat me up about 15 years ago. I don't know. Beat up. I um, that's, and we've talked about this before. That's the only, in a long process, right. that's the only part of the process where you actually have control. Mm-hmm. Total control. Absolutely. So you should, all the stress should be gone from that. Mm-hmm. You know what you Here's the questions. Here's the answers. Just yeah. go out and do it. Mm-hmm. And you're talking a physical fitness exam. You're talking Correct. a push-up, sit-up, mile-and-a-half mm-hmm. run. Mm-hmm. Here's the standards. Get with one of our instructors to understand how to do the standard appropriately because that's where some people drop the ball. They can do 100 push-ups. They just can't do 100 proper push-ups, right? We Correct. measure a proper push-up. We measure a proper sit-up. And it's a, it, if you've been around military folks, you can probably get a good protocol there from them. But come on out to one of our preparatory courses. We'll show you exactly what you have to do to pass. And then we'll even help you <laughs> get in shape. Right. You know, that's the beautiful part of it because we're losing about 50% of the people. Justin, we're going to come back to the the evolution of, of the preparatory part of this. And, and it's it's so awesome. And I'm going to give you a great quote from Sheriff Doherty, who's stealing my employees all the time, by the way. <laughs> uh, but Todd, I'll go back to you. So so let's just, uh, Justin mentioned it. It's, it's effort. You have to put effort in this program. And you should put effort into the program if you want to be a police officer. It's, it's an honorable, noble profession. But outside of that... It's also a great career, right? So why don't you just explain why all the effort? What's in it for the, a young kid that might be sitting back and I really want to put this much effort into this job? You know, what, what are the benefits going along with being a police officer besides just being the most honorable, noble profession, profession in the world, I think? <laughs> Amen. But, but financially, and you know, what, what, what's the end of this? Right. Well, financially, uh, there's great benefits. Uh, there's great pay. Uh, there's great camaraderie, which is a huge thing, especially in the jail bureau. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a family. Yeah. It's really a family. And... and you can't put a price tag on that. Um, there's lots of opportunities, particularly on the road patrol, but also in the jail bureau. Lots of specialized assignments you can get in. Uh, just a different side right. of law enforcement. Yeah, and then, of course, the financial part of it. It's, it's hard to find a job nowadays. You might find jobs that pay more, uh, even initially, but uh, the sustainability, the, the, you're never going to get laid off, right? The fact that the, these are civil service so you have civil service protection. They're unionized jobs. So you're getting good pay, good benefits through contract negotiations. Uh, they're retirement. You, know, you can walk around uh, the block of the city of Rochester block right now and ask how many people have a job that has a retirement at the end. It's going to be very, very few. Not many. <laughs> what a luxury. What a blessing that we have that, that uh, I don't take for granted still to this day. It's, Never. Uh, but that's definitely, uh, you know, young people might not realize it, but we're also recruiting for police exams. You know, recruiting the 30-somethings, you know, the early 30s, 32, 33, that may want to change their career and have all this stability that we're talking about. A great exam. You know. I just sent two 30-year-olds uh, uh, to two different agencies. So, oh, really? Yeah, 31 and uh, 30. We love that life experience. Um, a lot of people think, hey, man, I'm, not, I'm too old or whatever. What you got to remember is uh, court bureau and the jail bureau, there is no age cutoff. Mm-hmm. 
So we've, we've, we've hired people 50 years old, you know, we've hired, you know, the, the, they got to make it through the physical agility and all that, but the standards are based upon their age also. Uh, and then you're in there with those great Monroe County jobs, you know, Absolutely. government jobs are a great place Fantastic. to be. Absolutely. 1986, I took my first police exam and, you know, I was coming out of the army. Oh, you want to be a civil servant? What do you, what do you want to do that for? Now people are dying for these jobs, you know, mm-hmm. as you sit back and look at all the benefits. So Justin, I'll give you a quote. So, uh, Tom Doherty, sheriff in, uh, in Livingston County, we have this this competitive edge to us. Both of us, we're always competing for something, and uh, he's been stealing a few of our potential candidates out of Monroe County. And we're working on that because we have a broken civil service system throughout all New York, in particular with the psychological profile. We're having a hard time with that, but he's stealing great candidates off and under. And some of them have been people that have gone through your prep program. Mm-hmm. Um, and he made a quote the other day that I just thought was so profound. We we're talking to people from the Albany level of, of state government and trying to explain what we're trying to get out of the, out of the civil service reform. And uh, he says the people coming from Justin's program are just well-polished. You know, I thought that was a great tw- So we can do the preparatory like we're doing, you know, in the sheriff's office for the physical fitness, the, the prep for the exam. But what's, what's, uh, what's police exam career prep doing that's making these, these candidates, when they get hired, such a polished, <laughs> such a, that's a great word, they're just great polished employees. Absolutely. So first off, Sheriff Doherty's a big Bills fan, so we're naturally going to be, uh, he's a big Bills fan, I'm all about the Bills, so I want to give a shout out to him. Mateo, you got the mute button, you can hit that right now, and that concludes the, uh, yeah, no, we're, um, we're also Bills fans, just want to say, absolutely. I have an election coming up this year, I'm in Oak County, Bill, big Bills. Bills fan. Go Bills. Um, but, uh, you know, I think you, you hit on like, what are we doing? I think we keep hearing about police reform and how some people kind of view it as like a negative word. And I don't view it as a negative. I think in any industry, if you don't reform, if you don't adapt, if you don't change, you get left behind. Right. And, and policing's no different. I've been with police officers and in this industry for a long time. That's, I think, in my opinion, one of the things that's Achilles' heel for us as we're slow, we're so slow to adapt and change. What we're doing is, you know, we're engaged with these kids. You know, I we have explorer programs, and I know there's a teen academy. I saw you guys just did two of them. Yeah. That's fantastic. And, and that's good because that whets their appetite. That gets them interested. But what we're finding is once they get out of those programs, some are kind of like lost tribe. They don't really know what to do. And in this age with all these distractions, I mean, when I got on the job, there was – these distractions did not exist. Right. You know, you were watching TV, listening to the radio. That was it. The internet, social media, you could, you'll be down a black hole. You'll be on TikTok for four and a half hours. There's half your day, right? So – the distractions aren't there. We focus these kids just enough, and I call them kids, but we have people in I our know, class that funny. are 34, I the same thing 30, that means I'm getting old, but we really focus on, and not only on the measurable skills that you'll need to get on the job from the written exam to the physical agility, but to the interview in the background, you know, as far as some of these folks are um, from communities that they don't trust the police naturally. Sure. They've never been arrested, or perhaps they have minor things that have happened to them in life, but the bottom line is they don't come from an era where they would necessarily trust this profession. So the first time they're really telling something bad that happened to them is when they're sitting down doing a background with someone. And um, we want to get them comfortable being real and being honest and, and telling their story. Um, you know, I, I, obviously that's personal stuff and I, you know, we have people like Orlando Rivera and retiree Tim Spry from the County right. who are, who, who are now retired, who spend a lot of time with these kids. And I'll be honest, sometimes we find people that probably are not the best fit and we're going to be honest with them from our best fit for our team, we'll right. say. but we find a lot of great kids that just have had life experience and maybe things didn't go right, but doesn't mean they won't be good fits for this job. In fact, in my opinion, they'll be great fits yeah, for this exactly. job because they, they've gone through some, experience. some adversity. They, 
exactly. life experience. Yes, sir. So we really do that. But you know what? It's checking in with them every week. They're with us all the time, and we build those bridges where they trust you. On average, Sheriff, people will be with us for about a year and a half to two oh, years. Wow. So when Sheriff Doherty's mentioned us being polished, I appreciate that very much because right. myself, Gina, and everybody on our team puts a lot of time and energy into these kids. We, they go, a lot of life gets lived in that right. year and a half to two years, yeah. you know, and we want to make sure that when we're sending somebody, although we can't guarantee it, right? Nothing's a guarantee in life. When we send someone to you, not only going through a process, but what kind of employee will they be for you? Will they be someone who's empathetic to different cultures, different situations in life, right? Will they be someone who, who's passionate about service or will it be a candle that burns out after the first year when they're, you know, no longer want to come to work or are, will they be the next viral sensation on YouTube for all the wrong reasons? Right. We don't, we want to try to hedge our bets and invest in these people and develop a candidate. And I'm a big sports fan. A lot of what we're doing is mirrored in I love hockey and I love the development of players. Mm -hmm. And exactly. I'm fascinated by it. And you mentioned like the double A, triple A, baseball's just like that too. But you know, in, in these industries that I'm talking about, they spend a lot of time and invest a lot of money on making sure that if you have that candidate or if that person, that if he wants it, you continue to move him along. You know, for, for me, when I got on, it was, they talked to me and then five months later, I'd hear from him. Yeah. Maybe then seven months later, then eight months later. In this era, there's so much yeah, right. going on. Yeah. That's like a lifetime. Yeah. So we really want to keep him engaged and we hold him to a standard. The ask on our, in our group is only five hours a week two hours in the community volunteering, and then the rest of the time, whether it's, you know, engaging digitally, which we do, or, you know, coming to roll call, which is what mm -hmm. we call, and you've been there, Sheriff, on Sundays. Mm -hmm. um, but it's really an opportunity for them to to continue to be engaged and to uh, to know that someone's rooting for them. You know, a lot of the folks that are in our classes um, did not have the best upbringings, did not have sure. the best childhoods. But again, I grew up in a single-parent home, so I didn't have the best shake at life. I didn't grow up with money, but it wasn't going to stop me from achieving this goal, you know? And like I said, later on in life, my mother, uh, I met my stepfather who was a Buffalo police officer. And at the time I didn't love the new rules and the, the strict <laughs> discipline, but it helped me get to where I needed to be. And maybe the man that I am, right. and it has a lot to do with how I raised my son Carter now. So, so, it's just important these kids, you know, are looking for uh, to get on this job. And Todd mentioned the camaraderie. I mean, that's one of the, you know me, that's one of the greatest things I love about this job. Right. Uh, the people I've met, the relationships that I've built, but the engagement side of it. It's not just the testing part, right. but the engagement side of it. Um, there's kids that have come from bad spots. Like yeah. a couple of our students are on now that have grown up around gunshots. Their first sure. experience with police was living in Genesee section. They're putting up crime tape, but their goal was to get on this job right. and they may have a setback and it's devastating. Yeah. And that's, that's the beautiful part of, of hanging out with good people that are either in the preparatory program or even good recruiters can take a, a person that's had that scar tissue in their life and use it to our advantage, right? Mm -hmm. It's it's not such a negative. I, of course, if you committed a felony and sold a kilo of coke, we don't want you ever. Nope. Uh, but the fact is, you smoked marijuana two years ago uh, while it was illegal in college. Well, maybe you know, show some work ethic, show some character, show some things you did to overcome that wrong that you did, and we'll weigh that out in the background check. Absolutely, right? we're going to play that to our advantage. And if you learn something from that, right? 
the, the most important thing we could do in a police department by far, I think right now in this whole reimagining police officers and reimagining police departments is improve our hiring practices. Really, it's it, the civil service is part of it. You hear me always preach about that on this podcast. We are going to knock that thing over in Albany sooner or later. Uh, but what are the character contents of the people we're bringing into this organization, right? And how do we develop those? And if they had some scar tissue in their past, we don't look at it as a negative. Well, let's build upon that. Let's coach people through that. Let's use that to our advantage uh, because they are our best mentors for the future Absolutely. Uh, of the of these police departments. And, Absolutely. You know, so the development, I, I want work ethic. Bring me someone with work ethic, bring me someone with character, and make them trainable. I can teach them to be a cop. I can teach them to be an astronaut, right? They Absolutely. have work ethic, character, and some intelligence. Absolutely. Right? And and we develop those things. And, and so much of our hiring practices is, is how do we get people out? Mm-hmm. Right, you know our background checks. How do we how do we eliminate people? Right, mm-hmm. it's all negative, negative. It's right. got to be the opposite. Right, we got to change the whole paradigm of this thing, and that'll take time. But at least we're talking to talk now. Absolutely. And uh, but there's nothing more important, Todd. There's nothing more important, not to put any pressure on you, <laughs> than than because we're gonna be gone someday, right? And this organization's still gonna have right. people out there pushing cars, turning keys inside that jail, securing a courthouse next door. There's nothing more important than the. the the, the table we're setting now for the future of these organizations and it comes down to who you're going out and recruiting and who are developing mm-hmm. right? and, and some of it is a development process There's, so no pressure on you Todd How absolutely <laughs> well, well we have a few programs uh, some of these are for, for kids like Justin has that maybe they're not there yet we've had these discussions with people and sat them down and said listen it's a no this time but right. it's not a no forever don't give up on it don't give up on your dream if this is your dream um, we have three programs within the sheriff's office. One is for uh, college students, and we call this the trainee position. They help out on the police side and at headquarters. Um, they help out in the zones. Uh, they get to do a lot of fun things with SWAT and canine. So it's a foot in the door. Everybody gets to see your face. They get familiarized with it. Uh, we have a parallel position in the jail bureau. It's called institutional helper. As I said, they're attached to the jail side. And um, same things. They're helping with everyday everyday. Uh, activities inside the jail. And we also have an intern program, um, college students that come in to, requ- to uh, fulfill college credits. And they come and they see a little bit of what the sheriff's office is about. Um, we just uh, finished a jail recruit class and we have five uh, institutional helpers in there, two uh, tra- uh, sorry, yeah, two trainees and one intern. So there, so it going, works. Yeah, that, it works perfect. So there's there's our building block approach. There's our double A, you know, single A, double A, triple A ball. I mean, we're using these moderately paid positions, but they're getting their foot in the door and they're getting experience. Uh, and there's no civil service limitations. You know, they bring people. We can, we can bring anybody wanting those jobs. So the ability to go get young people, maybe diverse young people that don't feel they have a foot in the door at a sheriff's office, right? That that never thought about that. You know, grabbing some people from. Uh, diverse communities and bringing them in here and saying, why don't you just walk amongst us? Why don't you mm-hmm. be, and, and real quick, you'll learn that word camaraderie. You know, mm-hmm. we're going to be busting your chops here in about two weeks, maybe less than that, <laughs> right. you know, and you came in here all defensive. I don't know if I could be in this career. I don't know if I'm wanted in this career. Mm-hmm. And, you know, nothing better than, you know, seeing that sheriff on the elevator and me busting your chops about, you know, Absolutely. that uniform you're wearing. And it just builds, <laughs> it gives them that sense that, hey, this is a family and I, I, I belong in this family just like everybody else. Uh, they're great. They're great positions. We, we, I, I'm glad you shared those numbers. Todd, real quick, before we lose the opportunity to plug, we got uh, a few more minutes. But So we got a career 
exam coming up called the police bureau exam right right and let's just talk let's plug that one more where, where can people find the people find the information what's the cutoff date for the exam when's the test date let's plug that exam please absolutely so the exam is going to be september 18th that's a saturday and the cutoff date to sign up is august 16th uh, if you're looking to sign up for that you can go to monroecounty.gov and click the career tab yeah, if you have any issues with that, you can call me, 753-4706. One more time. 753-4706. Please and call you can, him. <laughs> <laughs> you can also sign up in person, 39 West Main Street. That's the county office building. That's awesome. We encourage everybody going down there. A beautiful benefit about this exam uh, is when you take the Monroe County Police exam, you're also taking the Greece Police Department exam. You're also taking the Ironicoit Police Department exam. The exam counts for all the towns inside Monroe County. It's one exam, folks. So you're getting a big bang for your buck to take that exam. Uh, and this year, uh, it doesn't happen every year, but we're allowed to cross-file the city. So, you know, this is you're getting a huge bang for this buck on this exam. If you make sure you you cross-file, people have to do that overtly. But if you cross-file, you're getting the Rochester Police test, you're getting the Ronaquay test, you're getting the Ogden PD test, mm -hmm. you're getting the Monroe County. There's a lot of opportunity in one test. And please, if you cross-file, do it ASAP. The closer you get to the deadline, the less chance there is that you uh, may be able to sit for both. That's awesome. Good, good feedback. Thanks. Yeah, what a benefit that is. And uh, yeah, it, I can't express to people that are listening that, you know, we're not just looking for, we keep on saying kids, right? It's our habit. Just keeps right? on saying kids. But, you know, I'm looking for this police exam. You can take it up to 30. We can hire a police officer up to 35 years old, and I think you can add two more years for military, That's active correct. duty military experience. So we're looking for maybe some mature folks that are looking to change their career or getting laid off or, you know, COVID affected your whole career. You're an entrepreneur, mm -hmm. and, uh, and your business just ain't doing it anymore. Mm -hmm. we, we offer a good, stable job that is a lot of fun and a lot of opportunity right absolutely you know in regards to you know the programs that you mentioned we've been able to, to send some folks uh, your way and you've sent some folks back to us so those are great problems and I've met some people that have come from those programs and they're phenomenal so they're really you know your cadet program or your institutional helper program both fantastic opportunities to get started um, for us, Sheriff, we, we've had 70, a little over 70 hires now in the wow. five years. Congratulations. A lot of the hires are diverse candidates, African-American, Hispanic, women. Again, I laid it out, people that maybe weren't your traditional hires, or not the family of law enforcement. Again, I, I consider yeah. myself a second generation. My father, my grandfather was a police officer, so not your generational police officers, but great candidates nonetheless. Um, but a lot of how we've been able to do it. Um, if someone is unable to pay or perhaps not from uh, a way to be able to do that because we have to keep the lights on, keep instructors paid. You know, a lot of times we reach out to local business communities, people like Sean Fico from AP Enterprises, right. people like Mark Dabbitt from Conserve that have allowed us to keep going. Chris Galeen from Galena yeah. gets it sold. They've been helping us keep this thing going because these are great candidates that need this opportunity. But the future for us, you know, we know what we have works. We've seen it. We spend years with these folks. The future for us is really forming partnerships with police agencies. That's really the future because the process has been created and infrastructure has been created. It's running on rinse, wash, repeat as far as how to get these candidates that aren't your traditional hires and get them through this process and keep them engaged and also vetting them in a way where policing is about the community now. We, we Community policing, a, a, a very wise person who I used to work for was Chief of Police, James Shepard, told me that you know, community policing, all policing is community right, policing. Exactly. We work for the community. And I know we need to use these words to put it in perspective, but all policing is community policing. So our folks will spend 70% of the time that they spend with us in the community. Mm -hmm. But really forming those formal partnerships with folks, 
again, I go back to hockey because that's my passion. The Quebec Major Junior League is a private entity that works with the NHL. The the Sabres have the Amherst, they have the Cincinnati Cyclones, which is their double-A, triple-A. But there are other leagues that, that... develop these kids that aren't quite ready maybe they're about to be drafted maybe they're drafted need some seasoning but that's really where our niche is and it's worked it's worked because we're getting the engagement we're hearing it back from the leaders saying you know this is a polished candidate when when they got there they they weren't there you know they were down on themselves could they pass through a background could they make it through a, a written exam maybe they had a massive setback of the physical agility i sat down with someone recently and they told me a story about a candidate they really really liked a lot and they're a good person. Uh, but the response to me was they, you know, they loved him. They thought he was going to be a great candidate, and he failed the push-ups by two. And I agree with you. I don't like the civil service process, and it needs to change. I said, okay, so he failed the civil sit-ups by two. Well, what did you do then? Well, that was it. So I said, well, did he age out? What, how, what do you mean that's it? Well, that was it. That's not it. Right. Because you can keep him engaged. He's a great we can teach him to get one. over that. But he just might need some more time. And in sports, not everyone is ready to start when they're 21 years old. Right. Sometimes it's 24. In our industry, maybe it's 32, 33. It's if you can meet those standards that we set, which is just the, the tip of the iceberg to when they get there. But I tell them daily, and all our instructors tell them too, when Bossler's joined us recently, echoed the same thing, that if this is too tough for you, you are not going to like the police academy. Right, right. You know what I mean? <laughs> but a lot of times, even if someone's not the top peak physical condition, it's do they come back the next week? Right. And if I can get them to come back for a couple weeks, uh, we love the they're good fear. candidates for you guys. Yeah, Can't teach heart. Can't nope. teach heart. And a, and a great, you know what, I'll take that back because we have this argument all the time about common sense too. Can, you might be able, maybe no one ever taught them that perseverance. No one ever challenged them, right? And uh, so not to argue with the Todd, but, you know, could you look at them and say, so you're not done. You failed at that portion, but you're not done. And this is exactly what your sheriff, this is exactly what your chief of police is looking for. Are you coming back next one? And you might separate yourself in a band scoring system right there because of the fact that you came back, mm-hmm. you know, so I, I had, love that perseverance. Sorry. Yeah, I had one uh, candidate actually just uh, graduated in jail academy. He came to me. I remember seeing him at the uh, the agilities. I'd see him time and again, and he failed sit-ups. And right. the last time, he said, can you give me any advice? And I told him a couple of things to do. And he came back the next time, and he passed. And afterwards, he came up to me. He goes, you know what? Thank you, because yeah. I did everything you told me to do. Yep. And, and when that gets presented in this selection day, we call it, where we're sitting around, you know, 40 people sitting around a room, and the PowerPoint goes up, and the person's picture and their attributes, positives and negatives. You know, that person that persevered through the exam two or three times is going to bubble to the top. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's just it's it's the heart we're looking for, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, so they could, they got a chance to prove it. It sucks. It hurts. No one likes to lose. No one likes to fail. Uh, but when you go home and, and you know scream and kick and all that for twenty four hours and turn the jets back on and like, all right, anything mm-hmm. going to happen again to me? Absolutely. And that's the guy we're looking for. That's Absolutely. the gal we're looking for, Absolutely. right? They, they can jump back in the arena. All right, we're going to finish this up. I so appreciate you guys uh, motivating people, hopefully encouraging people, finding other opportunities. How do you get hired in these great jobs? I think, again, the audience has heard these are wonderful careers. Uh, whatever's going on in society right now, you know, and, and that that's one thing. But if you want to be the change agent, then join the police department. If you want to change Amen. law enforcement, come on, join. Our doors are wide open, uh, and, and as, as you can see from both our guests today. We finish up with the no Miranda zone. No Miranda zone, Justin, means that you got to answer my questions. You don't have Miranda rights. Uh, they're really simple. Todd, we'll go right to you after the first one. But, you know, Justin, if you were going to, uh, if you were going to uh, just name one thing that happened positive in your day today, today's so negative, right? The world's so negative. What happened positive in, you, in your world today? What, whether you did something or someone else did something. One of my employees before I left work today, um, 
there was an individual that was coming to bail someone out, and you'd tell they'd never been to the public safety building. She was very, very upset. And right. She had two small children in the uh, car. It was raining. Both were under two. Right. And uh, an employee who is a fantastic employee named Kathy, who has a lot on her plate, right. um, does not do that, but uh, doesn't you know work with kids. But I say, Kathy, can you hang out here for one second while I help this lady get uh, do the bail, you know, get connected with bail? And she was able to calm these kids. Really, and and it, you could tell her face. She's been having a rough time. She's a busy lady, right. but she had the biggest smile on her face, and she thanked me for doing it, and I thanked her for doing it for, for helping us. Right. So you know, not necessarily her trait, but we're all part of the police department. We all have functions. We all have to step up and do different things at different right. times and you know that really brightened my day to, to to make that connection for her and, and also do some great stuff for somebody in the community absolutely thanks todd something positive in your world today uh it's, it's noon so we've had a few hours whether sure. you did it or someone around you sure if you and i uh, were at a funeral detail today oh, yeah. and at the end of it uh, i had a family member come over to me and express uh several times how much it meant to the family that we all showed up yeah, and were there for him. Yeah. So that was a really great thing. It was ranks and ranks deep, in it, and I don't think the family expected that, you know, of, of that many deputies. And I went up to all our command staff. You know, every bureau was represented that, that the lost deputy uh, came from our court bureau. But, you know, I thought it was pretty awesome that every command, the GL superintendent was there. One family. You know, that you talk about that camaraderie. We keep on mentioning that as a recruitment tool. That's the camaraderie. That people that may not even know you in a, a, a eleven hundred person organization, the sheriff's yeah. office is going to show up when you pass. Yeah, uh, because you, we just lost a family member. You can't find that <laughs> a lot no. of other jobs. So I'm I'm going to leave it at that. I usually ask a couple more questions, but Todd, you, you you left on a perfect note. The the one team, and that's well beyond the sheriff's office. And if anybody wants to join us, you know how to find us. If anybody wants preparatory classes and get prepared, or you, you've had some setbacks, police exam, career prep. Uh, it, it, we are we are doing our best to, to bring in people, great people on this organization, whether it's the Rochester Police Department or Ron Coit, we don't care what. Just join law enforcement and make it a better profession. Um, we so appreciate you guys joining us. Absolutely. Justin, Thank you for having us. Not always a pleasure. Have a great day, folks, you and we'll too. see you next week. Thank you for listening to this episode of MCSO Behind the Badge. In between episodes, please be sure to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Monroe Sheriff NY. Until next week, be safe.